you wake up and tell yourself how much you suck before you even leave the bathroom. You fill your calendar with 85,000 things to do in an eight-hour day. And when you don't complete the impossible, you tell yourself you failed, which has you feeling like you're failing at life about 95% of the time. Can you remember the last time you celebrated yourself? This episode is for you, my friends and my people. I have lived in failure mode, feeling like I suck at life 95% of the time. And I am excited to share with you how the power of pause, it really is a gift. And it is not a sign of weakness like the world would like us to believe. There's a few micro steps that we go over in this episode that you can infuse in your day to have you connecting with the person that truly, truly knows what's best for you, your gut. Nothing happens in the real world until it happens in our mind first. And the only way that those thoughts can truly get clear and come to fruition is if we gift ourselves the power of pause. Join me now. Welcome to our community, friends. I am thrilled that you have found your way here. I want to give a shout out to our friends in France. We are international, my friends. Our French family, I love you for being here. Thank you so, so, so much for showing up to listen to our content, for being a part of this community, and most importantly, for making the time to show up and invest in yourself. If you are feeling directionless, frustrated, just exhausted mentally and physically, and just have this, this gut feeling that you were meant for more in your life, you have made your way to the right place. My name is Megan Miller. I am an intentional living expert that helps folks like us, go-getters, high performers, get off this path of autopilot and sleepwalking through life and living just to make it to Friday and instead live with inspiration, fulfillment, and connection to the most important person in our life and the one that we never take time to get to know ourselves. And we do that through daily intentional micro steps. I know my friend because I've been there. I was there the majority of my life. No idea who I was, no idea what I wanted. My only hobbies were binge drinking and being addicted to the drug of achievement. And I just felt so tired and alone and sad. And I don't want another individual to feel that sort of despair that I did. So we're going to get brave together and uncover what you want and share lessons that'll help you navigate through that journey. We are going to help you maximize how you show up in the world and create a life that you're passionate about because my friends, it does exist. Welcome to putting attention to intention.
Hello, you beautiful people. Do I have a story to share with you and one that I know that you will relate to? So just this week, I turned to Michael and I said, I just feel disgusting, just absolutely disgusting. I am up in my weight. My pants are tight and I'm like talking about the sort of tight and they're tight right now. <laughs> you have the permanent tattoo mark and my tattoo marks are not just on my belly from how tight the pants are. They're down my legs and I'm just so frustrated, frustrated with myself. And I just was sharing all of this on him, unloading all of this, just my frustration. And I'm so pissed at myself and I hate feeling like this. And I don't show up the best way I know I can because I'm just so uncomfortable and I can't stop beating myself up about here we go again. Now I don't feel my best. And now I feel like shit, blah, 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 blah. And he turns to me. Uh, it's just such a great, authentic, beautiful voice. And he says, Meg, Meg, calm down. Everyone's weight fluctuates. It's human nature. It'll be all right. And as I sat there, I thought to myself, well, one, how true those how true those words are. I mean, talk about the difference between the male to female brain. Here I am having a total meltdown because my pants are tight. First world problems. And he just so calmly turns to me and he's like, yeah, it's called being human and living your life like it'll be fine. And I thought to myself, yes, 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 it will. Here I am. I'm stressed out. I'm tensed up. I'm like pissed off at myself. I'm going through this whole emotional roller coaster with myself, by myself, about myself. You've ever, you've ever done that? And and all because I went up a few pounds. It's a very human thing to do. It's called living my life. And I had felt like I had failed yet again. And I was telling myself that I was a loser. I suck. Uh, I went on this just barrage of beating myself up. And then I flashed to, I do this all the time, all the time. I set these on realistic expectations for myself. Forgetting that I'm human, I, I feel like I have these superhuman powers, or at least that's the expectation I set for myself, that I'm going to be able to do 85,000 things in a day and do them all well and feel great doing them. And if I don't hit all of those 8,500 things in a day, then I failed. Does any of this sound familiar to you, my friends? How many times have you told yourself that you failed at the day while you're in the bathroom getting ready for the day? Because in your mind, you start going to yourself, well, I forgot to do this yesterday and this and this. And I always do this. I always fuck up. And you're pissed at yourself before the world even got a hold of you. There was a time in my life very, very recently. I'm talking like days ago where I would go through my day in my head in the morning, right? So I'm setting my intention, 
my five minutes of pen to paper, getting these thoughts out of my head. What do I want for the day? Practicing what I preach to all of you. And how I just realized to myself just the other day, I walk out of that room and I have a laundry list of things that I've set for myself as the expectation. And it's my non-negotiable. I need to get these things done. And that's before I even started the day. And one of them used to be, and this now I can look back and laugh, but like really wasn't funny at the time. One of them would be that if I didn't get a 45 minute workout in, then I failed. And now I look back and I think, who the hell created that number? Like 45 minutes for a workout. It's not an hour. It's not 30 minutes. It's 45 minutes. And if I didn't do 45 minutes, then I have failed at life. How much stress I have put on myself and these unrealistic expectations that no human could live up to. So I believe I'm failing 90% of the time. And I'm here to tell you, my friend, you do the same. How many times have you laid your head down at night thinking of all the things that you didn't do? And then you start thinking about all the things that you said wrong and who did you offend during the day? You ever go down that path? Man, that I hate going down that because it is a slippery slope. And before you knew it, know it, you're back in all the things that you fucked up in college and what a horrible person you are. as You're laying your head down to go to sleep. So it starts to look like this shit. I said that wrong. I did not respond to that email. I didn't do that thing for my kids. My partner asked me to do that. I did not do it, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So tomorrow you tell yourself that you're going to do more, be more, add more things to your list, jump up the speed on the treadmill because you did not think that you did enough today. So the only way to get it done is to work harder. Never once, once did I take a moment to celebrate what I did in a day. And I bet you feel the same. Never once as you're laying down and thinking about all those things that you didn't do and you potentially fucked up and what a horrible person you are and you always do this. You can never get it right. How many of those times have you taken a moment to celebrate what you did do, how you did show up, how you tried the best that you knew how in that moment? No one wakes up and thinks, you know what? Today, I can't wait to fuck up and I can't wait to disappoint myself. No one does that, my friend. And that's what I want to talk to you about today. This permission slip that I am granting you all to give yourself the power of pause the chance to rise up from the task list, the emails, the constant to-dos, and think of how far you've come and celebrate that. Celebration is such a foreign word for me. And you know, it's so funny. I can celebrate my friends, my crew, my tribe. Hell, I can even celebrate strangers that I've never met on Instagram for doing their thing. Do you? I'm so proud of you, but I can never say it to myself. And it's been like that my whole life. 
I've always, you know, looking back, I can see that I was always working for the next promotion, the next raise, the nicer car, the tighter body, the bigger deal. Never, never, never did I once take a moment to celebrate how I was showing up every day. And here's the bigger thing, not only how I was showing up, but asking myself if I was living my truth. I just wrote down the other morning during my little morning ritual with myself. I I like to wrap it up at the end, talking about three things I'm grateful for. What you look for, you find. And when you look for good, you find good. So I like to end the practice with three things that I'm grateful for. And when I was doing this the other day, I wrote down that I was grateful for COVID because it really forced me to get off this hamster wheel. You know, I look pre-COVID and we've talked about this before. I was living out of a suitcase um, two weeks out of every month, traveling, doing the thing, getting on the plane, going to the hotels, kissing the baby, shaking the hands, being the face of the company. And if you would have asked me if I was happy at the time, I would have said yes, because I did not know any different. But I always had just this quiet whispering that I was meant to do more, but I shut it out because it did not align with what I was doing at the current moment and I was comfortable. So I kept that voice on mute for a long time. And being over COVID where, hell, the only place you could really go was the grocery store, which is my arch nemesis. I hate the grocery store outside of, uh, I mean, outside of Costco. Costco is my jam. But the grocery store, you know, people in your ass hit you with the cart. I don't really know what I'm looking for. I go to like three aisles. It's not my jam. So back back to the topic at hand here. COVID, it really forced us to really look at our life and really analyze if we were living our truth. And it made me contemplate my life. And I have to tell you, the sentence sounds easy, but it was hard as all hell. And it has been for all of us over the past two years. We've been forced to face a lot of shit that we were running from for a long time. And that that arises when we are forced to be in the silent. But there's also a gift of silence that this power of pause grants us. It's, it, it allows that little voice that we've put on mute to speak to us, that gut voice, that inner knowing on what feels right, that voice that has the best interest in mind for us. You ever have that where you think to yourself, I don't know how this is going to happen. I, I, I can't explain it, but I just know it. That's the voice. We follow our lives under this rule of general consensus. The path that our family told us to follow, the advice from our friends and the world. And we follow suit because it's air quote the right thing to do. So we put the car of our life on autopilot and boom, that's where we leave it. But deep, deep down on the inside, we know that this just doesn't feel right and we abandon ourselves. You know that feeling 
where you don't listen to your gut and you do the thing anyway. And then afterwards you think, shit, I knew it. I just knew it was going to turn out like this. My friends, I could, we could do a whole episode on all of those gut instincts I had, but I chose to ignore them because they were uncomfortable. But the the most vivid one that comes to mind for me most recently was my last relationship pre-Michael. If I'm being completely honest with myself, I knew from the get-go that he wasn't the one for me. I just, I knew it. I didn't feel that connection to him, but I was so scared of being alone. And all my friends were getting married, having children, doing the things. I was living in almost a 900 square foot apartment, barely scraping by. And I was tired of being alone. So I decided to go through with the relationship. Hell, I didn't even like to kiss the guy. Now, right there, that should have been a surefire sign. You think that maybe that would have gave me an inkling this wasn't the right relationship for me. But you ever look back on something and think, sweet baby Jesus, those signs were in front of me the entire time. I was just so head down deep into it that I never really rose up to see it. And that was me, my friend. And that is why the power of pause is so key. It grants you the gift to rise above it all. Sort of like you're watching your movie on a screen. You're watching your life on a screen to really ask yourself, is this playing out the way that feels right to me? And the only person that knows that is you. It's not your mom. It's not your best friend. It's not your boss. It's not Google. You, you know, and you need to give yourself the gift of some space to hit the pause and connect with yourself. So what does that look like? It, you know, we always think it has to be these big things, right? And that's why we never start because we don't know where to start. And it feels like we're going up a mountain with a boulder on our back and we're just tired. So we never do anything because we think it's easier like like that. But I'm here to tell you, my friend, here's a couple things that you can do that'll have you hitting the pause button and allowing to unmute the person that has your best interest in mind. And that's your gut instinct. So what does that look like? It looks like taking five minutes after you drop the kids off at school to break out the pad and paper that you have in the car, pull the car over and just free write. Like, how are you feeling today and why? Get those emotions out of your head. We get so scared to share these things that are, that are running through our head with ourselves. So instead, we let them marinate in there all day long. And then it builds up, builds up, builds up. Then it gets to resentment. And then it comes out in the stupid, stupidest ways where you flip out on something like someone at the grocery store or in traffic. And you think, man, maybe I really need a moment. So before you get to that point, because I've been there, like veins popping out of my neck 
at 8 a.m. on a morning compute commute, flipping people off before my day even started. So before we go down that path, how about you take five minutes after you drop the kids off? You grab the pen and paper that you leave in the car. This is just you for you by you. And you just write how you feeling today and why. It could be logging off your computer 10 minutes early and going for the walk outside. No headphones, no kids, no partner, just you. You and your thoughts. And you allow yourself some time to hear yourself, regardless of how scary it can be. It's driving to the grocery store with no music so you can listen to yourself. And instead of beating yourself up for all the shit that you didn't do, how about you take a few moments on that drive to say, you know what? Here's what I did do right. It's these little, little gifts that you can grant yourself in your day that'll train that demon in your mind who tells you that you suck, that has you screaming at the phone. Why are you calling me? (laughs) Someone told that to me this week, and I just loved it because I've been there. She's like, I will sit at my desk during the day and literally scream at the phone, like, stop calling me. And I had a moment that, yes, that is a sign that you need to hit the pause and give yourself a moment. The demon in your mind is also the one that has you pissed off when you hear the ping on your phone and you think, what the hell do you want now? That used to be me. I would hear my phone ding with a text message. And before I even read it, I would be like, what do you want? And I didn't even know who it was from. So you got to give yourself some space to recognize the demon in your mind, we all have it, and to say, you know what? I just need a moment. And you step up, you check that asshole roommate in your mind, you tell them to shut up, and you start to talk to yourself like you would your best friend. Nothing happens in the real world until it happens in our mind first. And the only way those thoughts can get clear is if you give yourself the power of pause. My friends, that's not a sign of weakness or that you're failing. It's a sign that you're leaning into your intuition and you're giving yourself power. And that, that, my friend, is called strength. Thank you for taking the time to be here And most importantly, for taking the first steps and investing in yourself. If you liked what you heard, please do make sure to subscribe so you're up to date on the latest episodes and and share with three people in your tribe that would benefit. I'm a huge, huge, huge believer in the power of sharing content, especially when that message is around putting power back into your life. I would love to hear from you all. Did I tell you we have a text line? We are fancy. I am going to put it into the show notes. So text us, leave a message on our voicemail, share with us. What are you loving? What are you struggling with? How can we help? Um, Anything that comes to mind, please, please share with us. This, This community is as strong as all of us letting our masks down and sharing with each other. 
Also, if you feel inclined, please comment and rate the podcast. It does make a difference in sharing our community and moving this movement out into the world. Until next time, carry on with intention.